Hey y'all, it is I, Rakilla Dene of RakillaDene.com, communication stylist and encouragement extraordinaire. Welcome back to the couch. Today, we're going to keep it short and sweet because as much as we all love getting comfortable, having snacks, being kicked up on the couch with our people, having conversation, sometimes we know the only thing we can do is get a quick nap. Or sometimes all we have time for is to snuggle up in the side chair, have a quick chat with our people before we have to move on and be adults. And today is one of those days, but I didn't want the demands of adulthood to keep me from coming to my safe space and my happy place. So here we are. Today, I just want to talk about the transition from striving to thriving. I know a certain cycle very well. I have lived in it for most of my life. It is the cycle of people pleasing, which then leads to being burnt out, which then leads to a breakdown, which then leads to picking myself up, focusing on me, doing my best until people pleasing comes back into play. That is my personal cycle. I've been doing it now. I don't know probably close to three decades, maybe a little less. And if anybody out there knows what it's like to change a habit or break a cycle, it's not easy. And I've been having to remind myself that I can't change in seven months what took 20 plus years to create. But in looking at my cycle, I also saw that I used achievement as fulfillment. Okay, well, things were terrible, to say the least, at home growing up. I'll achieve at school so nobody asks me about it, so that I don't have to face it, so that nobody questions it. I went through a cycle of dyeing my hair, where using my hair and what I could do with my hands was a deflection, really. Three degrees, activities, hobbies, side hustles, you name it, I've tried it. And guess what? It worked. All of those things allowed me to focus my attention on something else so that I didn't have to deal with whatever was bothering me at the moment. Now, that's not to say that all of the things that I've tried or experienced um, or accomplished were simply because I needed a distraction, but they were definitely born out of a habit to distract myself. What's my point? My point is, I'm at a place of being incapable of pushing through. My striving days are over and not even necessarily because I want them to be. Y'all, your girl is tired. You know, it's like running a marathon. Yes, you will finish the race, but there is a point in training where you ask yourself, why do I want to do this? And if you're only doing it for the medal, if you're only doing it because you agree to run with a friend, you quit. If you're doing it because it's a desire of your heart, it's an accomplishment that you've set for yourself and a goal that you want to attain, you push through, you train, and you run your race. I 
moved in pushing through and training to run races that don't have anything to do with me, simply because the idea of running my own race felt too big, too scary, too hard. Fill in the blank. And the Lord has gotten me to a place where he's like, oh, my sweet child, (laughs) you can continue to run yourself into the ground or you can relax and surrender. And I know I've talked about this before. My tattoos. Oh, my goodness. So I got the word surrender tattooed on my left rib or my left side of my ribs about a year ago. And when I did, there were a lot of words that I contemplated having on my body. But I don't know if you figure this out or not. I have an issue with control. I know. Cue the (gasps) gasp. But I wanted a reminder that I didn't have to try to control everything, that I didn't have to do, that I could surrender, release, lay down the burdens that felt so heavy on my shoulders and be reminded that my Savior's yoke is easy and his burden is light. Now, I have ignored that tattoo many a time. I see it every day, but I've ignored it. I have new beginnings tattooed across the top of my shoulder. Again, in a mirror image. So every day that I brush my teeth, do my hair, wash my face, I see the tattoo. I've also ignored it because what I didn't want to face is that new beginnings require old endings. But the past week has taught me that we can only do but so much in these human bodies of ours, that it can only take but so much internally and externally before they begin to shut down. I have felt the physical manifestation of my feelings for a long time. The hurt of disappointment, the heaviness of sorrow, the way that weeping makes you just want to lay down and take a nap. But I also know the burn of rage. The song that says there's a thin line between love and hate. I've known that, unfortunately, for far too long. And I've been so very blessed with the heart that God gave me. So that in those moments, I always knew how to come back to the love even if it wasn't necessarily deserved. I came back to love so that I could continue to be myself because hatred changes you. Anger, pain, they change you. And as I've been walking through this season of my life and listening more to my body, I realize I don't have the energy to strive, but it is through the grace of God, through the provision that he gives that we thrive in this world. We've all been in situations where we've done our very best and still fallen short (laughs) because newsflash, that is human nature, child. But with God, all things are possible. And it's not just a scripture. It's not just a quotation that people put on the back of their vehicles or plaster on the walls of their home. It's a truth, but one that requires humility to accept. Understanding that in our humanness, there's only but so much we can do and accomplish. And that's where I'm at. And we all have moments where we we know it and we walk it out. And then something happens and maybe we stumble, we fall, we go back into old habits. That is the beauty 
of redemption. That it isn't a one-time deal. Once we are redeemed by the Lord, we are always redeemed. We can't lose it. We don't have to fight for it. We don't have to work for it. We don't have to prove ourselves for it. And as we continue to walk through the process of sanctification, the grace is abounding for us all. And so I'm learning to give myself that grace. I've said far too many times in adulthood, I had to survive so much of my life. I don't want to do that anymore. And I don't think it was until I got truly honest with my heavenly father and shared with him in detail the things I feel like I had to survive that I could hear him say to me that wasn't that wasn't for you to become who you needed to be, but I allowed it and it has helped you to be who you are. I don't believe that anybody needs pain or hurt to become a better person. I believe pain and hurt comes into our lives and it opens our eyes to some things and how we process it and deal with it would determine the type of person we ultimately become. And so I share this thought. If we can move through a cycle of stri- of survival and striving to laying down the burdens to live in surrender in order to thrive, would we want to keep going back through the cycle? Or would we want to create a, a different future, a linear path, one that doesn't go back to the beginning where the heart lives, but one that takes that cyclical cycle arrow and straightens it out into a new direction? That's how I feel. Instead of it looking like the picture on the recycling cans where the arrows are constantly following each other. I just want to stretch it out. And so then we have almost like in math, that number plot line from zero with the arrow pointing forward to infinity. I want that little dot, that zero to be the past. The end of that cycle, the end of those moments and the beginning of a life of ease. Now, that's not to say that life will be easy. (laughs) That is not. In this life, we shall have trouble. Baby, that is scripture. But one of ease, where the happenings of this world don't grip our hearts and our minds with fear or hurt or put us back into cycles that destroy all that we have inside of us. A life of ease where there's laughter and joy, where we sorrow not as those who have no hope. That is what I desire. That is what I want to model for my children. But it also takes effort. And the effort that I once used to please others and to perform and to achieve 
and to strive with everything in me. I use that now to trust in the Lord. In seasons of uncertainty, I sit at his feet. I let my tears not fall void, but I add them in prayer. Understanding that every tear I cry waters the garden of my heart now. It's not a bad thing. It's not a sign of weakness. Truly believing that what will happen next will be refreshing, just like springtime rain. I understand that all of this requires letting go and trusting God in a way that I never have before. But I'm tired, y'all. In 37 and three-quarter years, I've seen a lot. I've heard a lot. I've done a lot. And maybe the past 20 to 25 years, I've experienced more than some people should in their lifetimes. I've seen human nature in its best and worst forms. I've been hopeful and doubtful. I have been hurt and healed. I've been suicidal. (laughs) But I've also been saved. This life can be overwhelming. But I know who created the waters. I know who holds the waters. And I know who will allow me to walk on water as long as I keep my eyes stayed on him. And the beauty of it is, it's not just for me. It's for all of us when we truly surrender. So I hope that even in this brief moment together on the couch, it was an encouragement to you. Because I know for me, the habit of striving, I can't maintain that anymore. And to be honest, I don't want to. And maybe you have been. Maybe you've been trying to prove to yourself that you can hold it together. Maybe you've tried to prove to yourself that you're enough. Maybe you've been trying to prove to other people that you are more than or worthy of, but you don't have to. The ease that comes with surrender. And, you know, a friend of mine told me recently, she said, I just put all these things at God's feet. And if he doesn't work it out, then I look to him and say, well, Lord, it's your fault. And I kind of giggled about it. But the reality is, is when we take control and accountability for our actions, that's what happens. If I put a glass at the edge of the table and walk past it and knock it over and it shatters into a hundred pieces. I set that glass at the edge of that table. I was not paying attention. I knocked it over and I broke it, whether it was intentional or not. But if when I surrender and say, Lord, I give this to you, I take my hands off of it. I let my mind stop mulling over it. I stop finding ways to interject my will. Then God has full responsibility. And the beauty of it is he never slumber or sleeps. He's already worked that thing out before we knew it was going to be a thing. Hmm. What better way to release ourselves of our burdens than to do the very thing that we are asked to do. And I say asked because God won't make us. Y'all, he won't make us. He loves us. But if we want to carry it, 
he will let us like pack mules through our entire lives. But his word says, cast your care upon me because I careth for you. And that ETH, that ith, is continual. It's not that one time or sometimes. It's all the time, every time, from the very moment we were conceived. I find peace in that now. Knowing that every moment of my life, God was preparing me for something else. That when I had no control, he had full control. The things that I thought would tear me apart and break me into pieces, the things that I thought would shatter my heart or felt like a vice grip on the inside of me, God didn't allow them to destroy me. The choices I made in attempts to really destroy myself, he did not let them prevail. The weapons formed but didn't prosper, even when I was the one forming them. I don't have all the answers. Shoot, I wish I did. I wish I had some of them, a couple of them, some concrete ability to answer a few of the questions just in my life. But one thing that I know for certain, there is beauty for ashes and joy for mourning when we choose to surrender. And the the outcome is the thriving in ways that only God could manifest for us. Be encouraged, friends. It's not the end. It may just be the beginning, but wherever you are in your cycle, in your journey, in yourself, it will serve a greater purpose. And everything you feel like you don't know or can't figure out, just stop. He's already got the answer. All we have is today and tomorrow will take care of itself. But if he clothes the flowers and feeds the birds, then I know that I know that I know he's got us covered too. Thanks for spending a little time with me today. And until next time.